Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Women to Watch here on WWDB Talk 860. My name is Susan Rocco, and I'm thrilled to be here every week with some women in the Philadelphia area and across the country as well who are doing some great things and uh, agree to come in and share their story with us. In the studio today, I have a woman who's uh, from Chicago, actually. She flew in yesterday, so I'm very grateful for that. And her name is Lisa Betts. And Lisa is the National IG Program Director at Walgreens Infusion. Um, and I just want to give a quick shout out to Walgreens. I'm so appreciative of them being uh, one of my sponsors. So thanks so much for being here today, Lisa. Thank you, Susan. Um, I always like to get right into the background of my guests and, and find out a little bit about you and where you came from and what led you to this position with Walgreens. So um, I understand that you're uh, originally from Chicago. So tell me a little bit about your um, years growing up there and um, your high school years? Well, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, and uh, I'm the oldest of six children. I um, went through the Chicago public school system and um, went into the University of Illinois. Okay. And uh, I actually uh, was on a swimming scholarship um, in, in college, and uh, uh, got myself into pharmacy school where I received a uh, doctorate degree in pharmacy okay. from U of I. Um, I understand mom and dad are from Ireland. Ma- yes, yes. Mom and dad, uh, they actually came over on the boat in, in, in the 50s. And, right. And um, they met uh, on the south side of Chicago at a dance and uh, ended up having six kids. And, uh, you know, my father, he, he started his own business and, and he was a painter. Okay. And uh, he raised uh, all of us. Um, we all went off to college and, and you know, um, just, you know, very dedicated parents. Yeah, that's a lot. Six, six children coming over from Ireland and yeah. starting your own business. <laughs> and your mom, did she work outside the house? No. Her job was to take care of the family. Right. So, so um, you went to, is it pronounced Hubbard High School? Uh, Hubbard. 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 And what type of school was that? Uh, Hubbard is on the south side of Chicago. It's a, a public school. It's a public school, mm-hmm. and um, yes, I, I um, it's 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 a school where I basically was a minority there. So. Oh, okay, yeah, that's you know that must have been a tough road. It it you know um, I I think it toughens you up and and you learn a lot of life lessons you know when you grow up like that. So and what types of activities were you involved in in high school? Uh, I was, I was. Besides swimming, were you swimming in high school? I swam. Mm-hmm. I, actually, my father had me in swimming from the age of three, and I didn't stop until I was 21. Wow. And so. how about your siblings? Did they swim as well? My sisters did. And yes, and in fact, they ended up at the University of Illinois in swimming scholarship too. Wow. Um, that's a tough sport because you're up very early, starting yes. your day very early, yeah. and then sometimes even heading to practice after after yeah. class you're familiar with it yeah yeah um i started a paper out at the age of 13 and uh i would go and, and deliver the papers at 5 a.m and then get to swim practice at uh, 6 30 from 7 30 and then get to school at uh, 9 a.m yeah that's a long day that's a long day um you know you i'm curious to know you were, you were the oldest of six so i'm sure you had a lot of responsibilities um mm-hmm. being in that position and dad had his own business mm-hmm. um that entrepreneurial kind of spirit, working hard and working for yourself, is that something you would say you developed watching your father? 
You know, he was a man that came over here. He, he never went to college. And, um, you know, he, he, he like I said, he came over on the boat and, and he started his own business and just painting and then construction and um, was successful enough to put, like I said, six kids through college. He was uh, he was an inspiration yeah. for me. And, um, you know, I, I had the opportunity to go to college uh, unlike him and because of him, really. And, um, you know, with that, I was always trying to head myself into starting my own yeah. business. And what what were your aspirations in high school? I mean, you ended up in the pharmacy, you know, medical industry. Was that always something that you had an interest in? Or is it something that, that changed when you got into college? You know, it's like I tell my kids now, do what you enjoy and do what you're good at. And um, in high school, you know, science and, and math was were my strengths. Okay. And so I just stayed focused on that, and, and that's how I ended up in pharmacy school. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about your very first job out of college um, and, and what that might have taught you. My, my first job actually was uh, in the retail setting in, in um, Chicago and uh, – I, I worked at uh, Dominic's Pharmacy, um, grocery store pharmacy, and I counted pills every day and, and uh, dispensed them to various patients. And to tell you the truth, I, I did not enjoy it. Um, it was uh, my first six-month job, and uh, I decided then to go into the hospital system after that. Okay. And how did you, how did you make that transition? Um, Basically, I, I stayed about two years in, in the hospital's uh, system as a phar- clinical pharmacist. I did have a, a doctorate degree, mm-hmm. and that was new back then. This was back in the early 90s, right, in, in right. 91, 92. Okay. And so uh, with that doctorate degree, um, you know, it was a new way to look at a pharmacist back then mm-hmm. um, and, and to become a clinical consultant to the physicians. And so that was my role within the hospital system. But, uh, again, it was a very regimented um, um, environment uh, to work in. And uh, I had a friend of mine that I worked with at the hospital and said that I was my personality was much more fitted towards home infusion and that I should explore that area. And what is it about your personality that, that made her think that? Uh, she said that uh, I love to talk with people. I'm, uh, I love to do various things. I, I love to keep myself challenged. I don't uh, respond well to, to a lot of uh, structure. I, I, like, um, I like to be very, very busy, and, mm-hmm. and um, I, I like the social aspect right. of, of pharmacy. And so uh, I en- ended up in home infusion then in 1992. And was, is that the beginning of home infusion being available? Home in the in, 90s? Or home infusion started in the early to mid-80s. Okay. So it was actually very new. Um, it was only about 10 years old when, when, when I went into it. Right. So it was a very new industry. To be able to provide um, IV therapy in the home was something very new because now you're, you're outside of the hospital system and is it safe? Can it be done? And um, it, it was still... Being, it was still coming out at that point. Right. 
Well, that was really ideal for you to be to get involved in that industry at that time at the beginning. It's the beginning of any you know venture mm-hmm. is always a good time. So you started your own company, RX Solutions um, Incorporated, in two thousand four or two thousand six. Uh, I actually started in 2004. Okay. So uh, about 12 years later, I spent uh, 12 years in the home infusion industry. And the uh, the last company that I, I worked for actually, uh, unfortunately, went into bankruptcy. And uh, some people, um, there was some um, um, things going on within the company that I was never comfortable with and decided to move out on my own at that point. Mm-hmm. I felt I had enough knowledge and experience to be able to uh, deliver and provide a service that I would be very proud of. Right. That's that's a big deal to, to go out and start your own company like that. And I always, um, you know, we talk a lot about entrepreneurship in here, and I'm always curious, was there someone who supported you in that and, and helped you? Um, you know, there's so many things involved when you start a new business. Many different aspects. You know, your knowledge of infusion, you obviously had, but as far as making um, what you knew into a company takes a lot. Was there somebody before you brought your partner in that helped you um, establish it? You know, it was, uh, I, I, I had uh, an original partner that um, came from my previous job that helped me, um, you know, structure it legally and, um, he assisted me with, you know, bringing in all the licensure and um, bringing in all the insurance contracts. And there's a lot of um, work that needs to go into just establishing the company itself. Right. right. Um, so there was some assistance on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I ended up having to take out a second mortgage on my house mm-hmm. and, and I um, divested my 401k plan in, in order to... Um, you know, start the company. I, I really felt, though, that if I could have enough cash on hand for at least two years, that I could really, you know, make this happen in Chicago. Yeah, it's a very fragmented industry in Chicago, and um, you know, my my original vision was was to be able to start a company that I would be proud of, that would deliver clinical excellence, that um, you would want to send you know, your, your mother too, mm-hmm. and, and be very comfortable with, with the company mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and be able to support my family. Yeah. And that was the vision original. Okay. So it wasn't that your goal was not to build and sell. You were just no. going to build and see where it would take you. Correct. And did you, were you married at that time? I was. You were. And I you was. have, we should talk about, you have two boys. I do. 14 and 16. I have two boys, two teenage boys, uh, and uh, they're wonderful. They're the they're the priority and, and the light of my life. So I can see your face <laughs> lit right up when we brought the boys up. What kinds of activities are they involved in? Oh yeah, football, baseball, and you know they're athletes. They're they're like their mom. They're athletes, and and but with a major focus on school and and you know maintaining their their GPA. And, right. And I guess we're not going to ask them what they want to be when they grow up yet. That's let's give them a little time, right? So yeah, they keep asking mom what they should be. So yeah, well that's good. Oh gosh, they're asking you for advice. That's fantastic. Um, so let's see. Back in um, in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. how tell me how it came to be that you sold your company to Walgreens? 
Um, what was your first introduction uh, into the company with them? Well, what happened in '06, I brought in a, 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 a new business partner. Mm-hmm. And uh, with him, we, we decided to focus in one therapy in particular and in one disease state. I had already done that in Chicago, but now let's take the platform that was developed in Chicago and expand it geographically. So that's what we did, and uh, we actually grew exponentially, um, you know, from from our Chicago base to um, bringing in patients. You know, we we had hundreds of of, of patients now um, all over the U.S. just in in um, one disease state. And how did you reach these patients? I mean, you know, today there's such a um a wonderful opportunity through social media and online to reach a large number of people, you know, with a single message. Were you do, making use of that um, back then? Was that at the very beginning of it? Or how? No. what were you doing to market uh, to these patients? A, a lot of it was um, uh, going to the national conferences where many of these physicians would attend. Um, a lot of it was networking with physicians. So mm-hmm. if you, you know had credibility and, and um, the, the physicians at the University of Chicago, for example, um, trusted you. They introduced you to the physicians at um, Columbia. And, uh, you know, so, so there's a network of physicians that we were able to meet just through, um, you know, our, our, our contact and our service and, and a trust factor right. that went with that. Okay. And then at some point you had to build a sales team um, we have a lovely lady in the studio with us today, Kelly Bertolazzi, who works um, for you and with you at Walgreens. And she is the one who goes out and meets with the right. physicians and, and educates them, I should say, on what this home infusion is all about. Um, so when did you when did that aspect of the company start to come together? Well, initially, we only had uh, two sales individuals, one in New Jersey and uh, one in Chicago. Um, when we were RX Solutions. Um, When we sold the business to Walgreens in 2009, um, and we sold in order to, we had a platform that our vision was to really deliver um, this product to thousands. We were were touching close to a thousand patients at that point, but we knew we needed um, a company that could support us and help deliver this therapy out to to you know 10 10 times what we were able to do at that point um and and walgreens was that company they they were you know they were interested and they had you know it was a kind of a natural fit i would say um as a pharmacist you know it it was and um you know we we and we had two sales reps initially we then expanded to eight um upon purchase in, Mm -hmm. in 2009 and then in 2011, we went from eight up to 33 sales reps, regional IG managers throughout the U.S. And, and Kelly here is, is, is one of the 33 and one of our top ones. Oh, I bet. In the Philly market. I'm sure. Um, so that's, that's a lot of growth in a very short period of time. That's four years. Um, you went from, I, I guess, your first center to, am I right, 100 centers now across the country? Correct. So, yeah, we went from one center to 100 centers. Um, you know, RX Solutions was, was a 
about doing 26 million in 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 revenues and and now we're we're doing 27 million a month wow yeah that's a lot of growth um just so people understand you know we're kind of glossing over what exactly um these services are in the infusion at home who would benefit from these services what types of patients um are actually able to to have these infusions at home and not have to go to a clinic or the hospital. What what the the product was is it's called Ig or immune globulin and it's basically your immune system in, in a bottle, and uh, it's it's actually approved for patients with primary immune deficiency, and so that's the FDA approval of it. Um, they have learned over the years though that this product is used. And, um, and, and is very effective in many other disease states, um, in particular um, neuromuscular disorders. So, for example, patients with um, CIDP, which is chronic inflammatory demyelinating polyneuropathy, uh, myasthenia gravis patients, even multiple sclerosis patients, it has shown to be very effective. So, it, you know, I think typically people think, you know, when you're getting infusions, um, it might just be for that one area, but from what I read, um, Crohn's disease, RA, um, multiple sclerosis you mentioned, and, and various different blood disorders. Yeah, it's it's used in, 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 in fact, the majority of, of Ig use is, is really not approved. And uh, it is found to put many diseases into remission. Um, a lot of it's neuromuscular, Based, but um, we even have uh, used in transplant patients in, in order to, um, you know, decrease their antibody level in order for them to accept an organ. Um, they found it in fertility to be effective, its wow. use in, in um, you know, unfortunately, in spontaneous um, uh, um, deliveries there. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so there's many uses for, for IG throughout the U.S. So I, so are they still exploring, you know, continuing to explore they are. research? They um, You know, they, they've recently looked at IG usage in um, the study in, of Alzheimer's disease. Okay. So that's, that's also um, been a, a potential use of it. Yeah, that's exciting. You know, it that is. there's going to be some, you know, more breakthroughs to come with this. Um, We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to be here with Lisa Betts, National IG Program Director at Walgreens. We'll be right back. It's really tough for an everyday investor to find honest, personalized investment advice. Some brokers only push the latest hot stocks, and some financial advisors won't even return your phone call unless your account is worth half a million dollars. That's where the Mutual Fund Store comes in. It's where you talk with your local advisor, someone you can meet with face-to-face, not somebody wearing a headset a thousand miles away. And your Mutual Fund Store advisor will work with you to design an investment plan to help you get where you want to be. From day one, our advisors track your funds to make sure they're still right for you. Not everyone in the investment business can say that. The client comes first at the Mutual Fund Store with custom investment plans to fit your goals, not ours. To learn more, visit MutualFundStore.com or call the Mutual Fund Store now in East Norriton and Cherry Hill, 877-239-8330. That's 877-239-8330. 
The Women's Professional Network of Villanova University sponsors and supports programming for all Villanova women in order to encourage professional growth and development. The purpose is to connect women from all five colleges to educate and ignite change. They are thrilled to have this organization to foster creative collaboration with women across all industries. For more information or to offer ideas and suggestions, please contact them at WPN at Villanova.edu or visit their website at Villanova.edu slash WPN. Go Nova! Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses as well as nonprofits and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, InSource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. InSource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact InSource today at 610-592-0800 or visit their website at InSourceNow.com to find the quality help you need. Welcome back, everyone, to Women to Watch this week. I'm in the studio today with Lisa Betts, who is the National IG Program Director at Walgreens Infusion. And um, we're learning all about what this infusion program offers to patients that have chronic illnesses. And perhaps, um, you know, it's a struggle for people to, to leave their homes on a on a continual basis um, to go to hospitals and have these infusions done. So... There's a wonderful program now that uh, Walgreens is a part of, and Lisa heads this program. And I thought maybe we'd talk a little bit about how uh, Infusion at Home is um, a savings for people, um, not only individuals, but in the, um, you know, in the medical field in general. Yeah, Home Infusion in general is, is not only a very safe environment um, in order for a patient to receive intravenous therapy, but... It's a very cost-effective environment for the healthcare system, and um, you know, right now, IG um, throughout the U.S. seventy percent of IG is still being delivered within the hospital systems. Oh, that's a large percent. So there's still a long way to go to bring it out. There's still a lot of education that needs to be done. There's still a lot of um, change that needs needs to happen in order to. Um, have a, a site of care optimization um, program, um, not just for patients, but for healthcare expenditures. And I would imagine it wasn't it, that it was difficult at the very beginning to even have it considered because of all of the dangers. You know, you know, anytime you do anything medical outside of the hospital, there's probably a lot of restrictions. There, there's a lot of uh, restrictions, but you know, a, a lot of it is you know, can this be done safely? You can have, you know, reactions to IG. And, um, you know, Walgreens actually did a study about two years ago in which we looked at over 475 patients and, uh, you know, showed the, the adverse event profile on these patients of, of uh, 
receiving IG in the home versus the hospital system versus all the other studies out there. And um, we only had, you know, 80, 80% of the patients received it very safely and uh, 11% had headaches and uh, the other 9% had various reactions that were mild. Right. So we actually had the lowest incident of, of adverse events and the, the highest rating on, on safety. Yeah, well, that's so interesting because sadly, um, we hear often people go in for a hospital stay um, and, and infusions typically you're in and out in a day, but there's a risk, a great risk for infection uh, going into the hospital. So I would imagine some people think that it would be even better to um, be able to have these services at home and not have to go out. Yeah, definitely. It's not just the, the travel aspect. You know, with this particular infusion, for example, um, it, it's a long infusion. So yeah, a typical dose, you know, can be about 50 grams. And, and um, on average, you do about 10 grams per hour. So this is actually a five-hour infusion. So would you rather get it in the hospital? Or would you rather get in the convenience of your home, sitting in front of a TV, watching your favorite movie? With your blanket. <laughs> With your blanket. <laughs> your own blanket. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's, it's just the comfort. Yeah. Um, something else that's a part of the program is that each patient is, um, is offered their own patient care coordinator. So what types of things does the coordinator do for you? What, how we've modeled this program is... Um, you know, we have a patient care coordinator following um, every patient on service, but um, depending on where the patient resides, we have a geographical team. So, for example, for the Philadelphia area, we have a team of a clinical pharmacist, and that clinical pharmacist, all they do is IG. And um, they're, they're trained in it. They know all the disease states, and um, that's their expertise. Um, they know how to do... Um, a clinical assessment up front, which takes about an hour before any patient comes on service. And um, uh, that patient's assigned to the team, which is comprised of a nurse, a patient care coordinator, a clinical pharmacist, and then we have an insurance person on that team also. Okay, so they're really getting assistance in the whole picture. Correct. We Not put Right. We put all four, you have the reimbursement portion of this, because it is a very expensive therapy. Mm -hmm. uh, we have the clinical nurse and pharmacist, and then we have the patient care coordinator who helps bring it all together, too. Yeah, that's that's wonderful, because, you know, it, things are so complicated today. Nothing is easy. And um, especially for the, you know, older folks, I think trying to navigate through um, the system you know, especially in the medical field, is so incredibly complicated. So is the first step, if, if let's say someone's listening and, and they are um, having these services done and they are interested in, in your program, what's the very first step? Does someone come in for a consultation or can they be scheduled um, right away? How does, how does the whole process work? Usually referrals are received through doctors. So that's usually the primary um, uh, way to, to get referred into Walgreens. You can certainly contact Walgreens and, and um, uh, call them. Um, our number is 877-WS4-IVIG. Mm -hmm. It's toll free and actually um, that connects you into uh, our Chicago, our centralized IG uh, clinical service hub, which mm -hmm. is where I'm out of. And um, 
you know, any of our pharmacists, myself, will certainly, you know, assist and, and see how we can, um, you know, hopefully move forward and, and at least educate on, on uh, some of the options, whether that's insurance, whether that's on the therapy itself, or, or what are your, your, your avenues that you, can, you, you need to go through. Because right. as you said, you know, going through this healthcare system, you, you need to learn how to navigate. You do. You know, I think years ago, we just kind of relied on them and did what we were told. And now you really have to be your own advocate all the time. Ask the right questions. Not just assume that, you know, what uh, somebody says you should be doing is is the right thing. You know, um, two weeks ago, I did a Facebook chat with the uh, National uh, um, um, Peripheral Neuropathy Association. And uh, we had over... Uh, 3,000 um, hits or, or views on the whole chat. And I was amazed at all the questions that came in just on reimbursement, on IG itself, on their diagnosis and how they had been to 15 different doctors and they're still not diagnosed properly. Right. Right. And, and their frustration mm-hmm. with the, the healthcare system. Yeah. Now, is it so you have a big job. You're you're at the top of um, all of these centers that, you know, the entire program. What is what is a typical day for you? Are you um, constantly looking for new ways to to get the message out to doctors? Um, Is that one little part of what you do or are you more managing all of the different people that fall under this umbrella of the program? You know, we're, we're fortunate to have some, you know, top individuals um, on the team, um, such as Kelly here in Philly. And uh, so as far as management itself, it, it's, it's, it doesn't take up a lot of my time. Good. Um, my time is really spent in, in, in development. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a meeting in, in New York last week with the um, autoimmune encephalopathy uh, a society in order to start a foundation um, for for those patients that um, you know um, don't have an outlet and, and don't know where to go um, and and believe it or not we do not have a foundation for those types of patients in the U.S. So you know again I'm very focused on the patients themselves and we build programs around the patients we listen to them and then figure out how we can put it all together and be able to provide the best service directed at them. Okay. And as far as educating doctors, um, not necessarily educating, but making them aware of this so that they will then turn around and refer to these patients, is this every, is it done on an individual basis or do you have events where you invite maybe a group of physicians in and talk about it? We do it both ways. We'll we'll, um, speak with them individually at the various academic centers across the U.S. Um, we, we put on speaker uh, programs to help educate on IG and the various disease states. Mm-hmm. Um, we bring together um, some of the um, well-known thought leaders within the physician arena mm-hmm. throughout the U.S. And, and create panels in order to help um, provide program development. Right. And uh, so we have many different avenues that, that we utilize. What are some of your biggest challenges um, in this role? Um, healthcare itself, it's, it's always changing. Um, the insurance companies, 
Um, it, like I said, it's expensive, and um, it's you know the expenditures are are, are high mm-hmm. um, w- within the the healthcare system, and and you know deductibles are, are going up. So the, I would say that's probably one of our biggest challenges working through all of that. How about on, on a personal level, day to day? What's for, tough for you? On a, on a personal level, I would say balancing it all. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm constantly juggling. I'm, I'm uh, you know, like I said, my priority are, are, are my boys. And, uh, you know, I love spending time with them. And You travel, uh, I, and and you travel quite travel a bit. I travel a lot, mm-hmm. and, and they're going to be off to college. I have one off to college in two years and another one off to college in four, and I know I'm basically going to be done after that. So, um, you know, and that'll I, be here and it'll be here before. Yeah. Before you know it. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm, we talk a lot in here on this show about, you know, women working outside of the house and how we can kind of help and support each other in that role. And I always think that um, you're a mother working a big job outside of the home, that it's a great example for not only daughters, you don't happen to have daughters, but for sons so that they see the value in women in business and in corporations. Do you talk to your boys about that, or do you think that they're just kind of picking up on that, watching you? You know, um, I, my, my boys are actually very quiet, and, and so I've had to pick up on cues with them. And, you know, raising boys, everyone keeps saying, oh, boys are always quiet. But uh, it was interesting when I sold RX Solutions, my oldest, Eric, um, you know, when he found out when I told him that I was I was putting the company up for sale, he, he actually started to cry, and I, and I said, Eric, what's wrong? And 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 then it was the first time I learned that internally he wanted to be a pharmacist and and he wanted to take over RX Solutions and he wanted to make me proud, and and now he can't do that. And uh, and I said, Eric, if you really want to be a pharmacist because you want to be that then uh, when you graduate, uh, you and I will, will start up our own company together and we'll build something brand new and uh, something that you will be very proud of. Yeah, that's a great story. I mean, obviously, he, he really was watching what you were doing and it, it had a, and, a and big you effect on re- him. Yeah, you don't even realize it. No. I know, those darn boys, they don't, you know, you have to pull <laughs> everything out of yes, them. They do. really don't tell you. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. If, if you had a daughter... Um, what would you maybe say to her about going out into the world and and not letting someone tell you that you can't do something? Because really what you've accomplished is it's a big deal. You might not think it is, (laughs) but it is. Um, And I think, you know, girls in general need a little extra push to know that they can go out and do whatever it is they want to do. Not necessarily, you know, a, a corporate position with a big company, even if it's something in the creative field. What types of things would you say to a daughter about that? You know, I, it, it's funny. I, I come home from work, and my house is so quiet, and the boys don't talk much. And, and so sometimes I, I wish I had a daughter because at least someone would talk to me besides <laughs> the dog who's who's always barking. But, um, you know, if I had a daughter, um, you know, just, you know, I, I, I'm a strong mom. So, you know, just to... to be able to um, teach them the strength and the perseverance and, and you know, the drive. Um, and, and those are qualities that I think are, are um, you know, many women have. And, and just those qualities alone um, and hard work, 
Mm -hmm. will get you very far Mm -hmm. in life. But you got to enjoy what you do. And I think that's really key. It gets back to, yeah. Passionate about it. You said, you know, that you, if you can find something that you really enjoy doing, then the work won't be as difficult, you know. Um, I'm I'm still at Walgreens and I I don't need to be. I love what I do. I, 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 make a difference right. in, in people's lives and, and um, you know, my journey's not done. Right. Yeah. That's, that's so, you know, that's exciting too, to think that uh, my next question was going to be, what are the future plans for uh, the infusion program? What do you think that next project's going to be? You know, we're, we're expanding um, every day and, um, you know, we, we had certain disease states that started off in, in 2004 just in Chicago, and, and it would take us six weeks to get the insurance to, to approve it. And those disease states now, um, it takes us 24 hours because we've been able to change the way um, some of the medical policies and, and, and people think. Right. Um, but, but our job isn't done. You know, like I said, um, I met with the autoimmune encephalopathy uh, alliance and the foundation last week and and so they need help and and they need their patients you know on on certain therapies and and you know how do they navigate through this system and, and can you explain what that is the term you just used autoimmune encephalopathy is when um, and it can happen to any one of us it's it's when the the brain um, cells within the brain attack itself you the the um, You'll have a cell in which uh, certain receptor sites um, are attacked, and so you can have seizures, and you can exhibit signs of, of schizophrenia, and you go into hallucinations. And um, all you need is is basically um, those antibodies um, removed, and Ig does that uh, along with some other therapy, steroids, and so forth. So across the board, all these different conditions. They're not all receiving this same medicine in the infusion. Is that right? They're, it depends on what their condition is. Correct. Okay. And there's a lot of misdiagnosis out there. So, it, there seems to be in this area in particular. So a you know, lot of it is education, not just education coming from myself, but from, from Kelly and, and, you know, our whole program. Right. Um, I think it might be beneficial for us to talk a little bit about, you know, what's going to happen with the company and the program. Um, either way, the life or the, uh, excuse me, the um, the healthcare plan comes out. And I would love to know your feedback on that. We're going to take one last quick break and we'll be back in the studio with Lisa Betts, National IG Program Director at Walgreens Infusion. Professional Network of Villanova University sponsors and supports programming for all Villanova women in order to encourage professional growth and development. The purpose is to connect women from all five colleges to educate and ignite change. They are thrilled to have this organization to foster creative collaboration with women across all industries. For more information or to offer ideas and suggestions, please contact them at WPN at Villanova.edu or visit their website at Villanova.edu slash WPN. Go Nova! Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? 
InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses as well as nonprofits and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, InSource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. InSource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact InSource today at 610-592-0800 or visit their website at insourcenow.com to find the quality help you need. It's really tough for an everyday investor to find honest, personalized investment advice. Some brokers only push the latest hot stocks, and some financial advisors won't even return your phone call unless your account is worth half a million dollars. That's where the mutual fund store comes in. It's where you talk with your local advisor, someone you can meet with face to face, not somebody wearing a headset a thousand miles away. And your mutual fund store advisor will work with you to design an investment plan to help you get where you want to be. From day one, our advisors track your funds to make sure they're still right for you. Not everyone in the investment business can say that. The client comes first at the mutual fund store with custom investment plans to fit your goals, not ours. To learn more, visit MutualFundStore.com or call the Mutual Fund Store now in East Norriton and Cherry Hill, 877-239-8330. That's 877-239-8330. Welcome back to Women to Watch here um, at WWDB Talk 860. I'm sitting down today with uh, Lisa who is the National IG Program Director at Walgreens Infusion. And Lisa's joining us from Chicago today, which is very gracious of her. Um, she came a long way to talk about the infusion program um, that Walgreens took over some years ago. And I think it, it makes sense for us to talk just briefly about where you see the program going in relation to the new health care plan. Um, people have a lot of questions about how the health care, the new health care plan is going to affect them personally, and I'm wondering uh, what your thoughts are on that. You, you know, um, health care is, is always, it, it continually evolves, and, and it's continually changing. And, um, you know, the, the expenditures keep growing, and it's what we do, the, the home setting is one of the most cost-effective ways to deliver many um, intravenous types of therapies um, for, for, you know, short-term acute care patients and for those with chronic diseases who need um, infusions for the rest of their life. And a lot of this is, is um, you know, um, some would say it's a cost shift going from the hospital to the home, but it's not a cost shift. It, it is a cost shift, but in a very economical um, way. Can you can you speak to that more directly? How, in other words, um, what would the cost be? Someone going into the hospital have it done as opposed to them having it done at home. Um, you would save thousands of dollars um, in in just you know one dose, one uh, one dose. And, and 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 that's eliminating because some of those costs um, when 
someone goes to the hospital, there's costs involved there with, I guess, staff and with staff and, and a hospital bed and right. um, you know the proceed all the procedural charges and and, and so forth. Right. Um, and we talk spoke uh, at the break briefly um, about the fact that this program is probably giving nurses um, new jobs, new positions. Nurses that would have typically been working in the hospital, now they can get involved in this program and go treat patients at home. Yeah. Walgreens has over 1,200 nurses throughout the U.S. And, and another key advantage is we have locations, um, you know, uh, close to 100 of them right now. And, um, the, you know, we're, we're in areas that patients, you know, I spoke to a patient in Florida. They were traveling five hours to get their IG therapy wow. at the hospital system. Okay, when I we had a nurse that could go to their home and be able to provide it. Now, why was there not something closer for them, five hours away? Um, it, it's just we, we are able to get to the very rural areas of, you know, throughout the U.S. And, and you know, it's unfortunately this, um, this type of therapy is, is in, you know, just certain institutions, certain hospital systems. So not all hospitals okay. are, are uh, knowledgeable right. about infusing. So would you say the majority of your patients are living in rural areas or is there a mix of? There, it, you, we have a mix all, you have all a mix. over. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'd love to know um, from you how you manage your day. In other words, um, in today's world, in the working world, we wake up in the morning and we have a very clear idea of what we're going to do. And then all of a sudden the phones are ringing and the texts are coming and the emails are coming. And I'm always curious to know from, I guess, how they manage that. Whether do you sit down and, and allot a certain amount of time for each task that day, or are you just kind of handling things as they come at you? You know, um, there's just really not enough hours in the day to, to you know, respond to everything. In fact, Kelly and I were, were having that conversation this morning. Um, you know, last night I, I, I flew in and, and I get into my hotel room and I'm on email for, for three hours responding to, you know, all the requests and all of the projects we're working on. And and, and I asked for your bio. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was one of those emails. You were one of the emails, <laughs> right, yes, and right. and so that was my night last night. Right, um, you know, I, I can tell you though when I I go home and I'm with the boys, that that's my focus, and um, I don't allow email or, or you know any interruptions into that time. When I'm at work, I'm at work, and and that's how I try to 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 balance it. So you're able to kind of detach. You don't feel that need to to be constantly checking. You know, um, in our mobile world today, you, you know, I, I constantly have the cell phone, and so I'll, I'll, I'll look at it. I'm, I'm not going to lie on that. Um, but I, I try and stay focused on the kids. You know, they want my attention, right. and um, they need me, that's right. and, and that's what I have to do. Yeah, it's hard. I think it, in some ways it's so incredibly convenient to be able, you know, if you have a downtime, to be able to kind of check things off the list, whether it's emails or just communicating with somebody. That's really nice, as opposed to going back to the office and facing all of that. But at the same time, we're never away from our work. No, it's it's constantly with you. And that's why, you know, I, I said this before, you have to enjoy it. You, do. you have to be, um, like I said, I really do believe, you know, 
I make a difference, Kelly's making a difference, and, and our program makes a difference in, in, you know, thousands and thousands of people's lives. Yeah. Um, I'd love to get back, go back a little bit to, to when you started your company and you were looking to sell to Walgreens. Um, did you have any doubt that that was going to happen the way you envisioned it to happen? You know, um, I'll tell you the truth. My partner wanted to sell initially, and I didn't want to. I, I said, "Why would we do this?" Mm-hmm. And and um, you know, he he had a vision of of you know he he wanted to go on and on to the next next project. Um, that wasn't me. And uh, he said, "Lisa, look at it this way: we sell to a company that will be able to affect." millions of of lives and and you know honestly he knew how to sell me he knew that that would would you know allow at least you know people looking at the company and and so we started the process and i said if we find the right partner um i'll agree to it but uh i I, i'm not optimistic on that and believe it or not we had uh six um six interested parties um all you know, uh, bidding on, 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 on the business. I was very surprised at it. And uh, Walgreens came in at the very last um, minute. And when Walgreens came in, you know, I said, that's the company. That's the company that can really take this and really make an impact within the marketplace. Right. I don't know that a lot of people realize that this is a part of Walgreens and what they do. I certainly didn't until, you know, I was speaking with Kelly about it. Um, Are there plans to kind of, you know, not just educate patients who are in need of this service, but just to kind of let let people know what Walgreens is doing? You know, Walgreens, you know, everybody knows Walgreens is the retail store. Right. And and they're a giant in the market. Right. 72... Billion dollar company? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and how many stores does Walgreens have? Uh, I, I think have eight thousand and fifty-eight. Okay, we're at eight thousand. Yeah, that's huge. Fifty-eight stores. Right. Um, and you know Walgreens is 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 not just a, you know a retail drugstore. Um, they're 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 part of the healthcare system. They have the take care clinics now. They have the the infusion uh, division. Um, we, we have, um, you know, mail order pharmacy. So, you know, there's many different arenas within Walgreens itself and Mm -hmm. and they're expanding into various businesses. And and I saw the advertisement for the get a shot, give a shot. Can you talk a little bit about that? That's, that's basically, that's driven through the retail stores and, and, um, you know, again, Walgreens impacts so many lives, you know, just through their 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 flu shots and and you know vaccinations and and what they do. So, so if you go to Walgreens and you get your flu shot there, a shot is given to a child in I forget what country where this there's a particular area that they're providing shots for children who wouldn't normally have them. Yeah, Walgreens, you know, as, as you know, they give back a lot. Um, they're, they're, they're an amazing company to work for. I'm very, very happy to, to be part of that. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, they've, they've been very good to me. And, and like I said, their, their vision and, and what they deliver 
is is it's 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 who they are. I yeah. mean, where did I see such um, a motivation in you to help others in your work? And I'm wondering where that developed for you. Um, we all want to help other people. You know, that's kind of a natural um, yearning that we have. But you're motivated by that in everything that you do. Where did that come from? And and did it? Did you feel that when you were young, or did you develop it as you got older? You know, um, when when your parents are, are not from the country and you're you're the oldest of six kids, I I basically assumed a motherly role within my family, mm-hmm. and so I. I do have a, a caretaker, um, you know, characteristic in me that's obviously, you know, um, within my professional life too. Right. Was there someone in your life that was uh, ill or sick at any time that, that you saw that you, you know, that kind of resonated with you? No, you know, I, I've, that, that hasn't um, been a motivator for me. It's just more, um, you know, taking care of people. I, I'm, um, my business partner was very focused on the physician. I was very focused on on the patient, right. and together we had strengths that really complemented one another. Right. And we really developed one of the top program um, in the U.S. And is there plans for it to go global? Well, it's we actually we just talked about that in New York uh, last week. So, you know, that is a vision. Um, you know, that's a very different healthcare system. Right. And, that would be complicated, uh, I'm yes, sure. Yes, it can get very complicated. So a lot of that is, is learning that healthcare system, learning how to navigate within within the uh, that market and, mm-hmm. and, you know, how can we fit and how can we impact it. Right. Tell me this. Um, what, what advice? A lot of our listeners are women who um, are looking for that next step and they're afraid. Um, what advice would you give to a woman about just taking that step out to start their own business um, without worrying about whether or not it's going to be successful, um, just having that kind of belief in themselves? You know, um, I, I think number one is finding something you really enjoy to do because I, I, you know, I'm not afraid of hard work. I, I've worked hard my whole life, uh, but you have to enjoy it because it can be very frustrating and, and so forth. But um, also fear. Don't be afraid. Um, you know, I, I'm a pharmacist, and what was going to happen? I go into bankruptcy. I'd fail. I, I have to pay, you know, all this these bills off. Well, I, I was a pharmacist. I, I'll, I'll go make money and, and, you know, dig myself out of that hole. So have your backup plan and be comfortable with your backup plan because the upside of what you can accomplish, the world could be yours. What's right? the worst that can happen, right? What, what is the worst that's going to happen here? Right. And, and okay, with that being said, how are you going to, to address that? Right. How are you going, you know, can you live with the worst? Right. I hear that over and over and over again. Don't be worried about what if. Just do it, and then deal with what, what you know. Deal with what happens yeah. afterwards. Don't don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, we're getting towards the end of the show, and I'd love for you to give your contact information if someone uh, wanted to get in touch with you directly. What's the best way to do that? Uh, probably email, and you could contact me at Lisa 
dot bets b e t t s at walgreens dot com or uh, phone eight seven seven w s four i v i g. Okay, and how about a website? Is there a website for the infusion program, or is there just does that fall under the Walgreens? That falls under the Walgreens. Walgreens dot com. Yes. Okay. Terrific. Thank you so much. Thank you, Susan. I appreciate you coming in. It was enjoyable. It was, it was a Thank great you. show. Thank and you. And Kelly, back there observing, Kelly Bertolazzi, who kind of put this all together for us. I'm grateful to her. So that's it, everybody, for Women to Watch this week on WWDV Talk 860. My name is Sue Rocco. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to do so at 215-313-5561. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week.